Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. You're live on the Talking Point. I'm going to be taking some of your calls in a moment. The number to dial 011-714-2006. I'll also read your SMSs on the SMS line 41391. And you can send me some of those WhatsApp voice notes and messages on 0614-104-107. I see a lot of you already sending me, oh, goodbye, Kathy. Have a lovely festive season. We're not there yet. I still have, you know, at least two and a half hours on air. So you can send those through the final hour. I don't want to feel like I'm saying goodbye too soon. Okay, let's get into our conversation with the Acting Director General at the Department of Public Enterprises, Khatato Tlakudi. Uh, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Uh, good morning, Kathy. Um, I've been appointed a few months now. Uh, I'm not acting. Oh, yes, yes, you're, you're absolutely correct. Apologies for that. Apologies for that. Um, th- thank you so much for still making time to, to come on. Let's just begin perhaps with the public, with the public enterprises department's view of what is happening right now when it comes to the negotiations with staff at SAA. What is your approach to these negotiations? Well, the reality that we are faced with, Kathy, is that um, uh, the department and government are not in a position to meet the eight months um, salary demand from the unions. For a simple reason that the eight months that unions are referring to, there was no production at SAA. Firstly, as you may recall, the business rescue practitioners had to start cutting back on the root network uh, to preserve cash. Then we had COVID-19 happen. And because of um, the cash that we are expecting to arrive, um, taking longer than planned, we had to put the operations into care and maintenance. We are supposed to have started with the restructuring and the exit of employees that are taking the VSPs already in August uh, 2020. Now, what we have said to, to the unions is that the funds that we have received uh, can only go so far and the, the, and we had the, the categories of spend had been set quite upfront. If you go beyond, we have 2.2 billion rents for, for employees in order to exit employees. If you spend beyond that, and already with the three months that we have given, that we have offered, which is um, a month more than what we had agreed in the, in the Labour Consultative Forum uh, already in, in July, we we will not have enough funds to get the airline off the ground. That's what we have said. And I've said, let's negotiate and agree on, on, a, uh, on, on a, uh, a package that will at least enable this airline to have a chance to fly again. Mr. Tak, sure. When when I listen to what um, the unions are saying, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound to me that they are against negotiations or even some compromises that need to be you know met. But they they are saying that effectively, you have said if they accept this three months package, some of the money that you said would then go into the subsidizing of SAA, at least the new company, the new eagle that is going to emerge from it. Um, and, and instead, instead of taking this money there, they're saying you're now taking it towards SAA subsidiaries. No, that's not true. Um, uh, when we, we in the LCF, when we presented the numbers, we had already made a provision for the subsidiaries. 
the new airline, we have always been saying that the capital to get that airline going, we are expecting to get that from the strategic partners, which, which is a process that is running uh, parallel to this. But what we had said is that we need to have interim flying so that we can protect the market share of, uh, of SAA. And some of that uh, interim flying, by the way, has been done by Mango up to now. Now, the, the unions are, are literally are saying that we should um, leave uh, the, the, the subsidiaries to their own devices. That would be, that would be wrong, because this very, SAA is very much dependent on the maintenance that it gets out of SAA technically. It's dependent on air chefs to provide in-flight catering. And it's also um, the, 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 the low-cost um, offering of uh, mango complements SAA products. So as a group, they are very much their synergies that we need to protect in order to give SAA, the airline, a chance. So that's what that's what we've been saying. And we've been very transparent with them uh, on the numbers. Um, and the, the figures that I'm referring to in terms of how much has been set aside for the employees, they were very much aware of those figures right from the word go. So, um, so that, uh, really, I, I just want to say that the version that they're sharing with the public is not correct. Why are you negotiating with them outside of the business rescue process? Because um, that, that, that's, that's, that's another issue that has been raised, that the Department of Public Enterprises is basically trying to coerce unions and workers on the side and basically undermining the processes that were and negotiations that were taking place, at least within the formal structures of the BRP process. Well, the department had to step in already. I think it was around May, um, um, uh, uh, Kathy, because the employee committee, which is set up in the business rescue process, uh, uh, fell down, I, I mean, fell apart, literally, sorry. Um, and it fell apart because Minister and Saka refused to participate in that particular forum. But in order to aid the business rescue process and ensure that there is an employee's agreement on restructuring of the airline, the, the, the department stepped in. And Numsa and Saka, in particular, were quite grateful for that intervention from the department. And it was on that basis that we were able to, to submit to the business rescue practitioners uh, uh, basically an, an, an employee restructuring plan, um, which eventually went into the business rescue plan as approved by the creditors. So... This intervention now is no different to what we have done in the past. And we had, before we engaged the unions, we had gone to the, to the business rescue practitioners and we said, we cannot afford the eight months. They said, look, if you engage with the unions and you reach an agreement, we'll implement that plan. So we have not kept the business rescue practitioners out in the, in, in the cold. They've very much been um, engaged as we went along. So for the unions now to turn around and say the department should not get involved here, it's really surprising because we have had to get involved because the normal processes have not worked. I think effectively part of why they're saying you shouldn't get involved is because there's a level of betrayal that they feel has come from the the part of of the Department of Public Public Enterprises and that in fact you haven't had the interests of workers at the forefront of the negotiations that you're doing. And in fact they feel that workers are the last consideration uh, when it comes to who monies should be paid out to and when these monies should be paid out to them. Well, the unions need to speak to their own members, uh, Kathy, because their members are getting in touch with us and they are saying, we do not agree with the stance that this union leadership has taken. And we want to have um, this whole um, 
uh, saga be really brought to an end and uh, that we accepted the DSPs that have been given to us in these three months that receive it. So that's what would be my, my call to them. And if the department in its approach is saying we can't put money, more money in here because we have to also take into account the other demands within government. There's no more money. And I think that's what the unions need to understand. There's no other money that's going to come beyond the 10.5 that has been committed here. What and, is, and, that, sure. and that money will be spent in accordance with the categories that were spelled out and, and, uh, and communicated to the business respect. One of the proposals that has been put on the table by the unions when it comes to a compromise is that, yes, government can use the money that's available now to pay out um, the packages for these three months. But um, in terms of the outstanding monies that would form part of the five months to make the eight months of salaries that they believe they're owed, that could come in the form of equity um, in the new entity and that is something that could be paid back in the in the long term. Is that something that the department is willing to consider right now? Let, let me put it to you this way. Um, we have had um, many companies during this particular period, the very, during the very eight months that, that the employees are demanding um, uh, uh, going under um, and employees literally live in the factory with nothing. We have taken taxpayers' man- money because ordinarily these packages should be coming from uh, uh, SAA funds. We have taken this from the from the revenue fund. You tell me, um, as 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 a citizen, that you feel comfortable that we are now going to to take that uh, uh, that money and pay employees eight-month salaries while there was no work going on during that month, when everyone else in the economy is suffering as they do. We can, there is a moral ethical issue here that needs, that needs to be dealt with. And, and it cannot be that the unions is always about, is always about them, is always about what they can get out of this. This business um, has found itself in the mess that it has been because that, of that particular attitude and that culture it has always been, it's about us before the business. Can they put the interests of, of uh, South African Airways up front? And they need to understand that this business rescue process has to run up to a particular point. And beyond that particular point, we need to bring in a strategic uh, equity partner. Now, these new demands that they are making, uh, by the way, they are, they are quite new to us, but they would not be palatable. Because, uh, um, really, uh, at which point are they going to sacrifice? We have had the creditors, some of the creditors, taking seven and a half cents to the rent of what they, are, they were owed by, by uh, SA. Can we just ask the unions to show some leadership on these matters, please? All right. Uh, DG, uh, I'm sorry. DG Takude, I've got one question for you coming through on uh, the WhatsApp voice note. I'm just going to play it and then you can answer and we'll wrap up this interview. Morning, Kathy, and morning, SFM listeners. Kathy, can you please ask that uh, gentleman who's talking about the SAA salaries, which SAA cannot, can no longer afford to pay, ask him how many of the senior executives will be subjected to the same treatment that the pilots and all the other junior staff are to face? Ulisani in Cape Town. Thank you. Good. Kathy, the restructuring of SAA is affecting management and senior executives equally. Um, in uh, reducing the numbers to a thousand, the same impact will be felt at man- management levels. 
Um, and we have had the unions uh, raising um, a question that there are some positions that um, that, that uh, have been, the way they have been described, um, uh, their specialist positions, that their management positions. We said we are quite willing to engage on that particular one, and we have uh, an external mediator that we have brought in to ensure those are addressed. I can assure you that the structure that has been put together for a new SAA affects everyone uh, the same. There are no special cases. Why have the pilots been locked out? Well, the pilots, um, in the first uh, cycle of discussions that we had, um, they opted not to uh, uh, to, to agree to, to that particular agreement in the Labour Consultative Forum. Even today as we're sitting here, the, the, the pilots are refusing uh, to accept that the, the relating agreement, which is a, an, an apartheid era from 1988 agreement, which was intended to protect their privileges, which has proven to be very expensive, by the way, uh, to the airline, that that cannot be touched. So the, in the Section 189 discussions, because of that position that they have taken, the, the business have had no chance, has, uh, has had no choice but to, um, uh, to opt for this, um, uh, for this action that it has taken. The pilots have to understand that that agreement has to go. That agreement has, has stifled transformation at, at SAA because it has, intro, it has within it a, a seniority system which says those that have come into the airline first will always be preferred. So what we have, we still have the pilot corps at SAA that, um, that are still um, uh, not representative of our people, mostly white males that are that are up there. Of the, 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 the pilots um, uh, 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 today literally take almost half of the total salary bill at SAS and they, they constitute about 11% of staff. So those are the, the, uh, uh, some of the legacy issues that we need to address when we're going into the new airline. Because we cannot go into the new airline with the culture, with the practices, with the policies that have led us to where we have found ourselves uh, with SAA. And that's what, we are, that's what we, are, we are calling for. Are you preparing yourselves for more court battles where um, the, the issues around staff at SAA are concerned? It sounds like it. Well, um, Katie, this is very simple. If you are not, if you are not able to, to agree with each, with each other within days, the future of this airline is at risk. This airline, as much as we have made a case that is an important connector uh, for this country in terms of um, uh, trade and tourism, um, but it's also we want to see the employees as well uh, show a little bit more, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, interest uh, in this particular airline that they put forward the SAA and national interest forward before uh, a personal interest. That's, um, that's what we are calling for. But we can't talk forever. We can't have uh, uh, court cases forever. At some point, we have to say to the business rescue practitioners, we can't, we can't go on. We, um, uh, and as, as things stand, as you have seen, other airlines have come in. Uh, the market share that SAA used to have is getting eroded. So that's the reality that, that we are faced with. And from where we are sitting, we thought we had had an agreement already in July with the with the employees. Clearly, there was still a, a cut up the sleeves of the unions, um, considering the latest position that they have taken.
All right, let's leave it there for today. Khotazo uh, Tlakudi is the Director General at the Department of Public Enterprises. So, yeah, it looks like... Um, <laughs> I don't know how the the situation and the impasse over SAA is going to be resolved, but I'm sure as citizens, you're tired of hearing about it. You know, you're tired of um, always having something in the works, having monies, um, you know, being given to SAA to bail it out. And yet we still find ourselves in this position where there's no finality. Workers feel that they're being hard done. The department feels like, uh, you know, employees are being unreasonable reasonable. What is the way forward? You know, I I hear the DG asking for people, for the unions to provide leadership, but it also looks like, um, you know, there needs to be leadership from the business rescue practitioners themselves and the department, um, because this issue has been going around in circles for too long. And you heard from the SAA uh, Cabin Crew Association that uh, certainly court action is not off the table, and that might be launched within the coming week. So uh, plenty then to reflect on where SAA is concerned. We'll take a quick break. I'm back with your calls with, with, and also your WhatsApp voice notes.